640. More stimulating talk. Bill Handel here on a uh, Saturday morning. Last Saturday. Handel on the law. Marginal legal advice. Where I tell you, you have absolutely no case. Well, out of Miami, Florida. Uh, I, I love this one. Uh, this has to do with uh, probably the dumbest uh, murdering husband that I have ever seen. Plus a legal issue that actually may or may not fly, probably not. First of all, the way they uh, caught Derek Medina and accused of shooting his wife, Jennifer, was that he shot her and then posted a picture of her dead body on Facebook. That's not good. So, of course, the authorities immediately picked that up and he admitted shooting his dead wife. And he was charged uh, with first-degree murder. Now, he admitted shooting her six to eight times, has since changed his story, insisting he was actually acting in self-defense because she was acting erratically and violently. And, um, yeah, you know how it is. Uh, You know, when your wife is really bitchy and rolls her eyes, uh, you immediately... Uh, shoot her six to eight times. Uh, Now, she also said, uh, or he said that she also punched him several times and threatened him with a knife. However, uh, forensic evidence uh, says, shows that the woman was kneeling in the kitchen with one arm raised in a defensive gesture as she was shot to death. Very nice, huh? What a super duper guy. Now, here is what uh, he is arguing and that is that the his lawyers are saying that there was a, a diet slup, a supplement bottle found in the couple's kitchen containing ecstasy and other drugs. Therefore, she was high. And what ended up happening is the autopsy, autopsy never Uh, brought those drugs up. They never did a toxicology on her. And the big issue was the bath salts. That is what the argument is being made by him, is she was under the influence of bath salts, which is this uh, super-duper, I think, derivative of methamphetamine, whatever the hell it is. And it causes people to act completely erratically. And that's why, based on the bath salts theory, that I am defending myself and... You have not proven that she, I'm arguing that she was on bath salts and you did not provide bath salts, the evidence of bath salts to me. So uh, he is uh, arguing for uh, more time to prepare for uh, the defense. Uh, He may or may not get it. And uh, the connection, even if she was on all of that, now what? What, she wasn't defensive? She wasn't on her knees begging for her life with her hands up? Uh, He didn't shoot her six to eight times? No evidence? No evidence of uh, the fact that she had accosted him, that she had threatened him? Nothing. But the issue is not, I mean, the legal issue with the bath salts is kind of flaky. I mean, that's not going to go anyplace, trust me. But uh, the issue of a husband killing his wife and then posting a photo of her dead body on Facebook Hey, 
How can you not enjoy that in terms of legal culpability? Now let's take some phone calls. Uh, Lucifer. Hello, Lucifer. Yes. I'm right here. Is the speakerphone too loud? No, you're okay. I'd rather have you pick it up. That's all right. Okay. Yeah, hold on. No, 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 no. I, uh. How long can that take to pick up a speed to pick up a telephone? Where the hell did he go? Did he just disappear on us? Lucifer, are you gone? Have you disappeared? I guess he has. Lucifer, great name to disappear, by the way, has disappeared into the mist. All right, if Lucifer calls back, we will uh, take his phone call. Hey, Douglas, welcome to Handle on the Law. Hi, Bill. Uh, earlier um, this year, Bill, I had um, uh, an, an emergency. I woke up one morning, and um, I tried to go to work, and I couldn't get out of bed. So my wife and I, we went to Hogue Hospital, and we were, we, were, uh, we waited in, in, in the uh, area. Uh, we got in line, and we saw all of these other uh, people. Um, that would come in um, that um, had no insurance, and they would be able to cut through the line and get in before me. But that, that's beside the point. But what happened was is when I was finally seen by the uh, physician assistant, um, when we were brought through the whole situation, they took a, uh, an X-ray of my my groin area yeah it's got to be douglas i'm already getting bored i'm going to go to a doctor from out of sheer boredom so uh you've got to cut to the chase on this one okay sure their findings were wrong ah okay so all right me an apology letter okay stating that that uh all right i got uh, it they misdiagnosed you all right uh and they did whatever they did wrong what's your question um can i sue them no what would you sue them for for uh, not uh, diagnosing the system, and what are your and what are your damages, Douglas? My damages are um, uh, emotional damages. Yes, yeah, damages Douglas. Been, Doug, uh, no, no, no one cares about your emotional damage, Douglas. No one gives a rat. Let me tell you emotional damage, okay? Emotional damage that I should get a million and a half dollars for. You should see who I wake up in the morning every day and I look at her. That's emotional damage. No chance. Lisa, welcome to Handle on the Law. Hi, Bill. So I received a wage garnishment order at work last week, and it was the first I'd heard of it. Um, I, I was never served with any paperwork. And so I went on the court website to find out what it's all about, and it turns out it's a credit card debt from a long time ago. Yeah, there's clearly, uh, there clearly is a judgment against you. Yeah. Okay. So uh, the problem is, is at this point to uh, undo the judgment. I mean, you you frankly are going to have to exempt yourself and go into court. You're going to have to file a motion. Uh, you just can't say you don't. I don't know the money. And uh, okay. And <laughs> so it's not going to be easy to do uh, because it's uh, it, there's already a judgment recorded. So you probably have to make a motion to vacate the judgment. Uh, possibly uh, simply to vacate the garnish, garnishment order while you're doing that. 
And so, you know what? I've never done that, and it's an area of the law that I'm not familiar with, as in every area of the law, Lisa. And <laughs> what I would do is uh, you can call who you call to anybody who does creditor law, and you can just ask for you can send an email blast to one of our lawyers and say, "What do I do? Can you give me some information? You can buy an hour of time. How much is the uh, judgment for, Lisa? Seven thousand eight hundred. Yeah, that's that's worth an hour. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, go to the website. Uh, that's uh, no fun at all. Seven thousand dollars, and you find out there's a judgment, and uh, none of that works very well, does it? Lucifer, welcome to Handle on the Law. Oh yeah, thank you. Uh, sure. Yeah, sorry about that. No, it's okay. I pushed the wrong button. On that's that quite all right. Okay, so yeah, I've got a question about. Uh, um, it's basically employment. Okay, employment law. Go ahead. I mean, are we losing you? Are you? You know, Satan's involved in this. You know that the devil is the devil is involved in making sure you don't make a phone call. Just wanted to point that out. All right, this is handle on the law. We're stimulating talk, Bill Handel, Saturday morning. And welcome back to Handle on the Law. Hey, Bill, welcome to Handle on the Law. Hi, Bill. Thank you so much for taking my call. Sure. um, I recently went on a job interview, presented my resume, sat down with this gentleman. I'm a CPA. I'm, I'm luckily employed right now, but I'm looking outside of where I currently am. And I have outside clients that I put as references, and he has proceeded to contact them to try and capture their work. First of all, has he, has he captured the work? He has not. All right. So uh, there stops any lawsuit for damages. Okay. All right. That, okay. Doesn't mean, that just means you have no damages. Is he a CPA? I believe so, yes. That's when to tur- turn, him in, turn him into whatever organization controls it because he's licensed by the state clearly okay right right and that's yeah. where you want to go i mean at, at this point a lawsuit doesn't do anything because uh you're no, gonna you're exactly. gonna win but uh, you know the, the first thing is to do how many clients did you lose how many did he steal exactly i mean i i'm getting phone calls from clients have him put it in writing have him put it in writing to you dear bill i just want to let you know i was contacted by this firm uh okay. saying that they would like my business and then a part of the complaint is uh, you submit your resume and the formal complaint to uh, whatever. And who controls CPAs, by the way, uh, in terms of the licensing board? You know what? It's been such a long time, and I swear to God, yeah. I forget. Yeah, well, yeah, but the point is, uh, he's going to be in, in a world of hurt, uh, for sure. And uh, you call, and here's what I would do, and this is not legal advice. You simply sure. contact those people and say, first of all, thank you so much for your loyalty. Uh, it's greatly right. appreciated. Second of all... And I've done that. Yeah, what he did is insanely unethical, uh, in violation of, and then you put the uh, whatever the violation is, because you know that it's a, a written canon of ethic or rule of ethic among the CPA crowd. And then you say, and I've put in a formal complaint to the insert name of uh, organization uh, that oversees CPAs here. It's that simple. Right. And uh, okay. yeah, I, I think that that should do it for you. Great. I appreciate it so much. As well, you should. Absolutely. Tad, Tad, let me see if I can give you a 
tad of advice. Oh, God, I'm so funny sometimes. What can I do for you? Is Tad not there? All of that and there's no Tad? Ugh, drives me completely nuts when I do that. JJ! Yes. Go ahead. Yes, hey, I was, uh... Are you on, wait, wait, are you on a speakerphone? Uh, I'm off. I'm not on speakerphone. Okay, I feel better. All right. All right, great. Hey, I was calling in regards to, uh, I have a boss where I work, obviously, and... Since I've been working there, it's been about 12, 13 months now, and I have learned a lot about her personal life, unfortunately, in regards to her husband having an STD, um, information about their sex life or lack of sex life. And it's really just caused a very uncomfortable situation. But to take it even further on a more of a work-type level, she would call me. They're located in another state. I would do sales for the company in a you know a different state. And when there's problems at the office, and she'll call me and just complain about the boss um, in detail, um, complain about the – All right. How big – uh, JJ, how big an organization is this? About 65, 70 employees. All right. So and how high up uh, the food chain is she? Uh, sales manager, I would say top, top five. All right. So company. here are your choices. Uh, if, if you went to the CEO, uh, would you lose that battle instantly that he would back up, uh, his, uh, sales manager is against you? Yeah. They're a small company. They're All right. So that does. Friends. So uh, here is the problem is you simply ignore it. Okay, you Mm -hmm. have that choice. Just ignore it. You know, gee, my husband has an STD. That's nice to know. Um, My my wife doesn't. I mean, just blow it off because what you have is a hostile work environment. Now, uh, you can file a complaint for a hostile work environment, which uh, you're probably not going to win. And you're going to get fired instantly, J.J. Right. It's kind of how I was thinking. Yeah. So, uh, yep, and uh, that's what they're going to do. And uh, theoretically, you can go ahead and sue. And but believe me, it's a pain in the rear end, especially in another state. So you almost have to suck it up. It would be worse. Yeah, absolutely. Just just either you, if you want to stay there, you just suck it up and ignore it. Uh, And uh, if you don't respond, I I doubt she's going to be keep on talking to you. And if she calls up and says, you know, my boss is terrible. You know what? I know exactly how you feel. I got to run. I got dinner on the table. And uh, it, it's, I mean, that's what <laughs> that's I would exactly do. Not like what I've been starting to do. Yeah, not piss her off. Just uh, sure, I am. You know, I understand. No problem. Uh, but I really have to run, kind of thing. That that's how I would handle it. And uh, just congratulate her every time she says she's not getting laid, uh, and or agree to say, you know what, me too. You're done now. What does she say? Yeah, I did that too. I was like, man, I have the same problem. Right, and th- and then did she respond? Did she hit up on you? She she told me about going on, staying up late on the website, figuring out why she doesn't get laid. All right, and and, you know, and and say that's a you know what that's a great idea. Uh, You know, I I should try that, and then you and then you you bail out of there and change the subject. Yeah, that's what I would do because you know it's it's really not a legal question, even though it is. I mean, there's a legal issue there, but nothing close to what you want to do with this. Right. By the way, do do you do you do you have an STD? <laughs> no. How about your? Are you married? Yes, married, and my wife is not either. How do you know? 
Uh, you know what? I've been checking it out. I've been with her for 18 years, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> okay. All right. Just just wondering. So when she hey, come, come on. When, don't, don't be putting that in my no, mind. No, no, I understand. But let me tell you, when, when she comes home and uh, gives you the antibiotic and says it's for her liver condition, I want you to think twice. All right? <laughs> Goodbye. This is Handle on the Law. Mr. More stimulating talk. Bill Handel here. This is Handel on the Law. Marginal legal advice. Hi, Debbie. Welcome to Handel on the Law. Yes, sir. My question is this. I am a caregiver, and I provide 24-hour care for my client. I only get paid for 13 hours so I have 11 hours that I give back. Yes, and you want to know or what, what was your what's your question other than, gee, Bill, am I an idiot? <laughs> Is that legal? No, 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 it's not legal. You can't work 24 hours and get paid for 13. It doesn't work that way, Debbie. How do I go about fixing that? Uh, you tell whoever it is, is I'm uh, working for 13 hours. By the way, you're entitled to time and a half after eight. I'm after eight yes. hours, I'm entitled. So what do I do? You tell, here's what you do. You can call the labor board, okay, the Department of Consumer okay. Affairs, Wage Enforcement, and uh, turn whoever it is. Who's hired you? The family of whoever it is? No, it's, a, it's an independent, it's a, a company. Ooh, that's even better. So call them up and go, here it is. If I'm on for 24 hours... I want to get paid for 24 hours. I don't even know if you're allowed to work 24 hours, but let's say you are. And then time and a half for anything after eight. And, uh, I, and if you don't, I'm turning them into turning you into the labor board. Now, what happens as a result of that? Number one, the uh, Department of uh, Consumer Affairs uh, gets very upset with them, and probably some kind of complaint will be filed. Number two, you don't have to worry about working uh, 13 hours or 24 hours again with this company because you're going to be working zero hours for this company. And number three, how the hell did you let, put yourself in that predicament? How much do they pay you, Debbie? Well, I get $117 for a 24-hour shift. What is that, $3 an hour? Pretty much. Well, that's a good deal. Uh, can't argue that. You sound like this radio station when we hire people. I guess. All right. Yeah. All right, Debbie. Uh, What the hell can we do with that? I don't even know how to answer that question. Hey, Tad. Oh, Tad went to the bathroom. There it is in the middle of the call. Hello, Tad. How you doing? Go ahead. I had my uh, hip. I have osteoarthritis in both my hips. Both my hips were replaced. The first hip was the ASR, the Pi, Johnson & Johnson debacle, and it went in right around the time that it was recalled by the FDA. And I'm part of a MDL or a multi-district litigation, and in the court of L.A., 
Did I just lose you? No. All right, so you're in the court of L.A., and you're part of a a class action lawsuit, effectively. Basically, yes. Okay, so what is your question? They're they're going through some bellwether cases right now, Mm -hmm. and Johnson & Johnson is trying to come up with a plan to... Settle the case. Okay. So what is your question, Tad? My the hip that they put in to replace the bad hip is causing a lot of pain and problem and okay. it has been recalled as well. All right. What is your question, Tad? Do I need to pursue that one as well? I think or? what you is it two companies that you're talking about, uh, in terms of manufacturing the hip replacement? It's the same company. Ah, then you're fine. So all I would do is you have two choices when it comes to these sort of things. You can bail out of the class action lawsuit and say, I want no part of it, and then sue individually. Get a lawyer that uh, goes against Johnson & Johnson uh, representing you as an individual and or join the class action suit. I would consider, I would at least talk to a lawyer who does uh, medical malpractice, and we're talking about uh, defective design and manufacture of products. That is currently yeah. who I'm with out of Century City. You have one of those lawyers, correct? Yes. That's yeah, okay. Correct. Uh, and what's, so what's your question? Well, my question was they're, they're kind of saying wait until the settlement comes right. through. Okay, and that makes sense. It, yeah, whether, You know what? Refile. That makes sense, and I'll tell you why. Because uh, if that settlement happens or they lose a trial or two, then you're only talking dollars. Then Johnson and Johnson is simply talking dollars to you. Nothing more. They're not going to go to trial. Yeah, they don't want to go to trial. Right. And so uh, it's uh, it, it makes sense for the lawyer to say that. The, the first the first Bellwether course went for $8 million Yeah, okay. I mean, don't. I don't know if you're going to get $8 million, but you are, you're going to get some pretty good money for sure. So I, I, I want my hips to be taken care of, and I don't want to be in pain. Well, uh, you know what? You've got to ask your lawyer, what do you do? It's not going to affect the case, uh, except that if the, ca- if the pain continues, Tad, you've got a better case. So now what do you want, pain or money? I feel like Monty Hall. This, that, this curtain really, or that curtain? What do you want? <laughs> It's gotten to the point where going up and down stairs. All right. Then, uh, you know, it's time to sit down and talk to your lawyer and go, what are my options? If I get it fixed right now, if I get it replaced, is Johnson & Johnson going to pay for it? Is uh, Do I have to go myself? And uh, you, you ask your doctor, what does a third go-round do? Uh, and what's the prognosis for a third go-round, which I think you have to do no matter what? Your lawyer sounds like he knows what he's talking about. I think he does, but it does it does help to talk to somebody to right. figure out what I need to do. Exactly, and Tad, and I and the- I am the perfect person for you to do that, aren't I? Yeah, you're, yeah, you're out of your mind. <laughs> Goodbye, Tad. Right, his life is sitting there, and he calls me. Wow, he clearly hasn't listened to the show for any length of time, has he? Hi, Elizabeth. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hello. Yes, ma'am. Um, I actually have a question for you. Yes, you do. If my lawyer settled a case with the insurance of the person responsible for in a car accident, but then my lawyer said that they would countersue my insurance for uninsured motorists because we didn't get enough from that other person, 
but so far I've been able to get a hold of him once a month, possibly, and he still hasn't done really anything for it. All right. Well, you still have uh, time, and uh, what you want to do is tell him, uh, write a letter, an email or whatever, saying, I don't want to miss the statute, and at this point, I feel like you are abandoning me as a client. Those are okay. the ma- That's the magic word you want to use abandoning me as a client. Don't accuse him of that. Just say, I'm, I feel like you're abandoning me as a client. And, okay. then, and then question the statute, okay? In other okay. words, say, uh, you know what, I'm concerned about the statute of limitations here on the countersuit. Okay. All right, that's what you want to do. Goodbye. Okay. This is Handle on the Law. Welcome back to uh, KFI AM640, more simulating talk. Bill Handel here on a Saturday. This is Handle on the Law, marginal legal advice. Sean, are you there? Yeah, yes, Bill, I am. I have right. a problem with a tow company. I got in an accident on uh, freeway here in California, and my car needed to be towed. I went to the tow yard three, maybe four days later to collect my personal belongings and offered to turn the car over them. I had the pink slip with me ready to sign it. They told me no, and they had to hold the car for 30 days, charging me $65 a day storage. Now they're trying to hit me with a bill for yeah, over Yeah, you grand. know what? Here, they don't have to take the car, Sean. Right, I, I understand. And you, have the right, and you have the right to pull the car out of there by simply paying the storage fee up to that point. And they're saying they have to hold on to it for 30 days. They can't yes, let sir. it go. Then, then you, then what happened is you got screwed. Because yes, they told me they were going to hold it for 30 days, then then sell it at auction. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. They said they are going to hold it for 30 days, or say they must hold it for 30 days. Oh, Jesus! It, it's been a few months. All right. Here's the problem. I, I don't they say we we are going to hold it. Go fine. I'll, I'm going to have it towed out of here. Right. Now, their policy may be that they will not take the car unless it's been there for 30 days. And uh, that may be simply the way they do business, saying, hey, here's the bottom line. You know what? You can take the car out of here anywhere you want. Just pay me my three-day storage charge or two days. They can't stop you from doing that. But if your position is, I want you to sell the car, they can say, hey, we hold on to it for 30 days before we sell the car. So when when we get to small claims court, because I refuse to pay the bill, I'm going to lose that on. Not necessarily. Not necessarily, uh, because uh, they're a bunch of sleazeballs and everybody knows it. Right. You know, so see <laughs> what the judge says. Yeah. No, but it's uh, there's a big difference. And uh, you may very well win the case. If I were the judge, I'd give it to you uh, only because of uh, the fact that I know what tow yards do under those circumstances. Oh, Patrick. Hello, Patrick. Welcome to Handle on the Law. 
family law question for you, sir. Uh, there's an order in place for my son between his mother and myself. <clears throat> uh, several points we have discussed and come into agreement with in conciliation court. A couple that were very, very uh, prominent were actually violated. There was a order, uh, actually a... Um, Oh, my gosh. It's an order that the decision was made about a year ago um, that he should be going to counseling. That never took place. Um, is it possible to find someone in contempt? Yes, absolutely. It's a, it's a, it's an order to show cause re-contempt. It's a motion you bring in front of the court for exactly that. And the judge will then order the uh, will order him to go into counseling and say, you didn't go into counseling pursuant to my order. You have to go in now. Uh, because you're in contempt of court. Now, that happens a few times. The judge is not going to throw someone in jail for that. But then uh, a, a couple of things can happen, uh, and it's certainly not going to be jail time. Uh, custody could be changed. The judge could very well say, okay, no longer primary custody uh, or no longer joint custody. Uh, there, uh, there, are, there are some sanctions. So uh, what I would do is uh, write him or uh, start talking about a motion uh, to have a contempt order issued against him and go, are you prepared for that? Because what will happen is uh, you won't have custody at some point. Okay, yeah, because that was the order that was done. Now, no, I understand that, and he, and he violated yeah. the order. So that's exactly what happens. It's a contempt charge. It's right. civil Even contempt. It's, it's, not critical, it's not criminal contempt, but it's civil contempt. Sure, yeah, that makes sense. Even after there was a judgment put into place basically solidifying everything that yeah we that's the whole to. point there's a it's contempt of a court order that's exactly what we're talking about awesome you okay, couldn't you I'm could a- yeah you couldn't do it without a court order or quote a judgment genevieve hey genevieve hello yes ma'am what can i do for you oh yes i i was on hold to talk to mr handle that's about, uh, uh, you're, you're talking to me Oh, hello. Nice to meet you. Yes, it is. Um, I have a, a case with child support in Placer, Placer County in California. I've been paying child support for a little daughter I had when I was 42 for 20 years, and I'm going to be 67 wait, now. Why, wait, wait, wait. Why are you paying for 20 years? Because I broke my leg and I couldn't pay child support for two years. And ah, so okay. So this is back. This is back. Fine. Okay, got it. Back child support that you owe. With, with penalties and fines, but I've always paid except for when I had four leg surgeries. All right. And uh, I had my daughter single. I had my daughter at 42 by myself. Uh, the father did not care to see her till she was three. And then uh, he started molesting her. Then he took her and left the country for a year and came back. And he had temporary custody because he comes from a very well-to-do family. All right. What, so, you, uh, so you're still sitting on an order that's never been changed judicially, correct? Correct. Okay. So what's your question? I mean, is it right? I only make no. It's not right. Money. It's not right. But which is that your question? Is it right? Yes. No, it's wrong. What can I do? Nah, that's a different only, story. Yeah. That's a different yeah. story because being right or wrong rarely has any connection to the uh, judicial system. Yeah. And I, uh, I, what I see, here's out. yeah here's the problem is um, the, there's an order to pay back child support of which uh, is is in place. I guess a motion. To stop back child support, you're going to have to go in front of a judge with a motion and see if the judge will modify that order. And I think that's the only way to go on this. 
So you get to get well, a lawyer. You get to get a lawyer, my dear. I, I did do that years ago, and they modified it to a smaller amount right. they were drawing. So you get to um, do it again. Oh, you get to do it again, Genevieve. Yeah. There's no way around it. Only a judge can make that change. Okay, this is Handle on the Law.